0: We have with us in the studio, Sean Collins. Sean has been active in the local chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. He is also president treasurer of the Troy Area Labor Council, AFL-CAO, and organizer for SEIU Local 200 United. Sean will share his extensive experience with these associations and identify current initiatives. Welcome to the studio, Sean.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Sean, how did you move in this direction in your journey of life? <laughs>
1: uh my uh father uh was uh, was a Marine and my my mom was, you know, come from like a working class family. My mom was a was a union flight attendant. We moved around a lot. And um just sort of from that experience growing up in like military towns and uh sort of uh and, you know, encountering the you know folks in, in those in those communities, and then coming to school, coming to college here in, in upstate New York, moving back to upstate New York, and going to school at U Albany, and meeting a lot of faculty and graduate student instructors and other students. I just sort of over time got more involved in organizations along these lines.
0: The members have confidence in you and electing you to the, to these offices. What? What does those op- what does the responsibilities of those offices entail for you?
1: So, as, as president of the Troy Labor Council, um, I you know I primarily you know sort of serve as like a facilitator, and uh, uh, you know uh, sort of spe- you know spearhead to, you know to, uh, different you know our different efforts and make sure that we're just moving the you know on our various coal posts month to month. On whatever the various items that we're working on, and then also just trying to wrangle our delegates and our community allies and partners to show up to various, you know, actions, rallies, pickets, whatever's going on, and in, in, you know, in regards to the labor movement locally. So, for those who don't know about the the uh, Democratic Socialists of America, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So the the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, you know, uh, it uh, had saw a resurgence in... In you know 2015, 2016, with uh, you know the Bernie Sanders campaign, uh, dem- or, you know campaign to, to become the Democratic nominee in the primary, that was ultimately unsuccessful. But uh, there was this massive you know influx of members into the organization, and um, locally that ha- that transpired as well. And so we formed a, a chapter, one of, gosh, I don't even know how many chapters there are across the country, but one of one of many chapters, and. Uh, and we've been organizing uh, around sort of left socialist principles in the capital district and in particular in Troy since then.
0: Do you have particular campaigns that are your emphasis now?
1: Sure. Uh, you know, so I think that the big thing that we've been focusing on recently, I, I think, uh, you know, as uh, as DSA has grown and uh, nationally and uh, as. Uh, as, you know as its members have you know with this membership influx more folks have gotten involved with various you know backgrounds and experiences one of the things that you know has seen a, a big shot in the arm has been a, a lot of the work that folks have been doing around housing i can't speak to it ex- too much i'm not I'm not super uh, clued in on it myself but i know that like uh folks have really gotten involved in that in that work and there's a lot of stuff happening at the state level around like right to counsel um you know good cause eviction uh, and 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 you know just other tenant protections and rent control these sorts of things. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of the backstory of to the organizing of the local DSA chapter? Yeah, so w- actually the DSA used to be a part of like the broader like Capital District uh, DSA chapter, which you know does exist here locally. Um, but we formed our our we mm. you know formed our own chapter. Mm. Gosh, maybe around like 2018, 2019, to sort of zero in on particular the, the particular issues that DSA works on nationally and across the region here in Troy and Rensselaer County, because, you know, oftentimes I think in the capital district, things always sort of always just go back to Albany and specifically back to like the capital, um, and, uh, things that happen at the municipal level in all the various communities across the, across the capital district sort of get lost in that, in that, in that shuffle.
0: Now, the Troy Area Labor Council represents how many members in Rensselaer County or Troy?
1: So, so that's a good question. It, it, it's, it's actually like a clarification <laughs> I have to make a lot. Troy Labor Council doesn't have any members. We have affiliated unions. So there are about 40 or so uh, affiliated unions um, who, all told, represent uh, about 13,000 uh, people in Troy and Rensselaer County. Um, and, and so I am a delegate for one of those affiliated unions, SCIU, the Service Employees International Union, Local Two Hundred United. I don't even remember how many members we represent here in Rensselaer County, but we represent about fifteen thousand across Upstate New York.
0: Is your membership increasing?
1: Uh, sort yes, yes, it, generally.
0: <laughs> it's been a it's been a struggle over the over the years with so many assaults on organizing. Uh, what what are the what are the issues that that the affiliates are bringing to the table
1: yeah i mean you know oftentimes it's issues that affect their membership right um that are you know that are you know impacting their members directly like uh i don't you know they themselves aren't an affiliate of of our of our labor council but like the troy firefighters have been dealing with you know understaffing uh for years uh Despite the fact that the number of housing units in the city of Troy has increased with the new apartment buildings and so on, uh, their staffing has remained flat, but they've seen like a massive influx in the number of calls. Like it just, it's just like a skyrocketing in the number of calls. Um, but they don't have the staff and the and the personnel to to really respond to those. So the number of fires we've seen as a result, they usually have to call for uh, support from other local fire departments. Um so that's you know so we you know we've tried to support those folks. Um, you know, other examples would be like uh, you know RPI uh, resident assistance. Uh, these are undergraduate workers. Uh, they just organized. Uh, they just, you know, organized and announced their intent to unionize uh, last week. So our delegates went out to show support for their rally, demanding recognition of their union from the, the, the new president, Martin Schmidt, there. Uh, and, um, you know, and stuff along those lines, sort of supporting Starbucks workers, supporting Amazon workers.
0: Throughout uh, the history of the AFL-CIO, there's been a tension between supporting the needs and workers of, their trade versus labor reform. Mm. what what's been the emphasis that you've seen and, and what percentage of time is given to you one or other or both?
1: When you when you mean labor reform, like efforts like around like union democracy these yeah, sorts of, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think we we as the AFL, it's you know it's not our place to intervene in like you know the local union uh, you know activities. I think you know our members are generally de- sympathetic and uh, uh, to, uh, to those efforts to democratize their unions and make sure that they are uh, run uh, and and focus on the issues affecting their rank and file. Um, but we try to stick to the the, the issues affecting you know the, the the members themselves on the whole uh, and uh, and the fights that they're they're waging with their boss, their manager, what have you.
0: Are there any uh, efforts at cooperative worker? Uh, communities or or projects
1: not that i'm aware of really locally i'm sure there are but that doesn't mean i'm not i'm aware unfortunately it'd be nice to see more of it that's for sure <laughs> with one minute left um is there anything else you'd like to add or tell our listeners or any questions I mean, the one thing I would say, you know, of note, and, and I think of in particular importance is actually their RPI residence assistants and their organizing efforts. Um, these are undergraduate workers. These are, these are 18, 19 year olds, um, who are trying to organize and, um, and in a union, it would be the first organized group of workers on campus if they were to be successful. And, you know, I've lived in the shadow of RPI for a long time. It's a completely non-union campus that, um, uh, provide, should provide, you know, good, you know, decent jobs to uh, uh, residents here in Troy, but unfortunately it's non-union, it's, and uh, and uh, and instead it acts as this like sort of parasite on the city of Troy, and I think it's exciting that these these undergraduate workers are are standing up to that and hopefully are just establishing the, the, the first toll holder there.
0: Sean, we thank you so much for the insights you've brought and the opportunities for us to explore these other areas and to support your work.
1: If people want to get involved or find more information, where can they find more information? TroyLaborCouncil.org and we're on Twitter and other social media, which I don't know offhand, but you could find it on (laughs) our website. (laughs) Thank you, Sean Collins, for talking with us today.